It's not a fairy tale. 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 It's not a fairy tale, mommy. We are no longer living life in paradise. It's oh, not a fairy tale. <laughs> Girl, that hit totally different today than it has ever hit. It's not a fairy tale. No, no, it's a nightmare right now. <laughs> Girl, oh Jesus, Disney, Disney can't even talk to us about nothing. They ain't, nobody's making movies. Mm-mm. This quarantine life is rough. I think this week it like is is gotten to me a little bit like my family has been getting on my nerves and it's not even things that they're doing intentionally to me. It's just the fact that we've all been in the house for eight hours more than we normally are in the house together. <laughs> like it's finally hitting, you know? Right. It's, it's getting tough. And I, I feel like I had never been, I don't know what it is. I don't, it's not that I necessarily feel lonely because I have people to talk to. I've been, you know, I've gotten out. Um, yeah, I don't know what, why it is hitting differently all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. And so, I, think, I don't I think, know, I was just trying to figure it all out. Yeah. And I think more so for me, it's the beginning of May, but it still feels like March. So I'm like, what, what is this? Like, at least if I got to be in the house, can I open up some windows and feel the humidity come in a little bit before I have to cut my air on? And this is happening just it's the way I cold. said it's going to happen. Like, I still got my heat on, and I'm going to be going to tur- keeping my heat on to turning on the AC the next day because it's going to be 85 degrees. Yeah, and it's going to be 85 degrees later this week. Yes, on Thursday. <laughs> yeah. So but my heat going to be on tonight, <laughs> and it's Tuesday. Oh, I know, girl. I'd like, be so... You know, you know, you look forward to them that month or two where, you know, the bill is like real, real cheap because you haven't had to run anything. Look at my face. But that didn't happen this spring. Girl, I ain't running shit. Oh. I'm, I'm cold every night. Mm-mm. And if I feel like it's going to be real cold, I turn my heating mattress hat on and I just rough through it. Because, no. you, girl, oh, that thing is life. It's either going to burn me up or make me happy because mm. I forget to turn it off high sometimes okay <laughs> but I'm I'm hoping that it keeps my bill low that's the only thing I got because I'll I'll freeze I like for my face to be cold when I'm asleep but mm-hmm. I like my body to be warm mm-hmm. but as long as my face is cold I feel I feel okay okay well, I must say this past week, weekend, it, it had like some highs and then ultimate lows. Like I absolutely love the verses with Jill and Erica. Oh, that was everything. It was fabulous. The only oh. thing I wish they would have done differently was not play the entirety of the songs. Like they could have gotten so much more in if they would have kept the songs a little shorter. Erica Badia pretty much kept her song short. Uh-huh. Um... The highlight for me, because you know, I love, love, love Jilly from Philly, but girl, my highlight was looking at her smile. It was so radiant. It was so beautiful. I felt like I could see all of her teeth and it just was everything to see somebody smiling back at me. Mm -hmm. That's what made it for me. Just her, their whole energy, that vibe, just women coming together. It was beautiful. Mm -hmm. I loved it. 
Mm-hmm. Now, you know, you can catch the replay. Yeah. So, so I've been, I watched that and then I watched her yesterday with Tigger. Mm-hmm. Tigger. I, I said it, Tigger, like it was Winnie the Pooh. My bad. So, um, you know, just her, her whole essence of Jill is beautiful. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. love her. I do. Yeah. I think she's like my auntie in my head. Probably. She's like my old, she's like an auntie or like my, my older sister. She has like all this great advice, you know, mm-hmm. but I, I was glad that I got to hear, hear some Erica Badu stuff that I had never heard. Mm-hmm. And, um, I realized since everybody's talking about it, that we've been like acting like Tyrone was a bad person, but the <laughs> dude really wasn't Tyrone. Tyrone was coming to get the broke dude. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's the one with the car. Yes. But we've always sung about Tyrone, not thinking that Tyrone probably had a job because he had a car and he probably had a phone. You got to use Tyrone's phone because you, mm-hmm. you got to figure out how to get where you're going. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's not, all, it's Tyrone's not bad. Tyrone's saving these niggas in the street. Ah. Uh- you can, you can, I guess you could look at it like that. Tyrone could also be the person that kind of starts the shenanigans, though, as well. So she telling him to call Tyrone because that's who be getting the shenanigans started. You know how they go, girl. <laughs> you better, you better, you better call Tyrone. <laughs> but you can't use my phone. <laughs> you know all too well. <laughs> all too well. <laughs> this is my contract. <laughs> go get your uh go get your mobile phone, your uh Metro Mobile, whatever it's called. Oh, Safe Link. More like a Safe Link phone. Okay. I'm just saying. I know. We also over the weekend had some losses. I shocked the shit out of me about Andre Harrell because he like started the blueprint of all the great 90s jams. Um, What? Do you know what happened? No. No one has said yet. I haven't read anything. I know I haven't either. I thought maybe I missed it. No, I've been looking. I'm like, dang, like he wasn't old. Like what was the cause? Like he was 56, right? Um, I I think 59. Was he 59? He, he, yeah. Um, yes. So that was, I was listening to, um, Quest Love's DJ set last night and he was like playing all the stuff that he had hands in so I didn't know that he like had a hand in a discovery of Robin Thicke. Um, oh, wow. I know he executed, you know, the new Jack Swing era. And right. just, yeah, a lot of the, like I said, he pretty much set up the blueprint for all fabulous things of the 90s. And I was like, man, okay. Um, who else? Um, Betty Wright. Which makes yeah. me of our friend being too young, singing No Pain, No Gain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I actually listened to the lyrics of that song. It's kind of problematic. But I understand the, the time. It was a generational thing. Um, and then Little Richard, which yes. I'm going to be honest, I thought he passed a couple of years ago. Girl, I, you, know, I, you know, last I heard he was living at the Hilton downtown. Yeah, I knew he was local. Did you see him one day? 
I yeah, I've seen him a couple of I haven't seen him since he looks different. Like I hadn't seen him since he stopped wearing his wig. Okay. Like I had yeah, it's been a while since I've seen him. But I, okay. yeah, he's down there. And mm-hmm. one day when I was at one of those um predators watch parties, I could have swore I saw him looking out the window. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that was him or not or my imagination, because you know my imagination is vivid. But in my mm-hmm. mind that was little Richard watching all the people outside. Okay. He could have been. Yeah, because you know he was in a wheelchair and everything. Yeah. So I was thinking, I was like, I know that's him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so he he was the blueprint of rock and roll. So yes, I've been looking at document. Well, just like interviews that he did and how he like laid out everything, mm-hmm. and he became flamboyant because it was less intimidating for white people to have this black man entertaining them and the wow. women flocking over him. Mm-hmm. So he became flamboyant because of that. So they would so wouldn't feel like this. African American man is here. So they wouldn't, wouldn't wouldn't have that black man fear that they all have right. deep down inside. Yes. Thank you, thank you, girl. Yes. That's what it is. And so that's why they pushed him to be that. Mm. Yeah, because when I found out he had a son, I was like, huh, uh, huh. Good. Oh yeah. Yes, yeah. Yes. Yes. So we are gonna upswing this to a. Mm a positive note and since we didn't um get get an episode out last week we're gonna recap last week's episode of insecure as well as this past sunday's episode and let me tell you it's been good real good um so in between us recapping the episode we're just going to intertwine our topic and the topic is going to be um where do the lines blur or how can the lines blur between doing things just because you're friends being used and networking because I feel like these three things like have stood out to me it's like you know you mad about this but aren't these things that regular friends that you do in a regular friendship you know pretty much so we're gonna talk about all that in between everything so um and starting off with last week's episode um Issa is you know still heavily planning her block party and she gets a knock at the door and it's all the neighbors in the complex because she forgot to warn them about the water being cut off right and i don't understand how they all like walked up in her house with no issue because i'm like hold up what y'all doing right (laughs) i'm gonna step outside my door that's that's a that's a lesson on boundaries Yes. Because you got all them folks up in your house. Like, you don't know what they're going to do to you. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then uh, the old man talking about, you treating us like the people in Flint. And I was like, you. What? (laughs) Right? (laughs) You don't have water. They got dirty water. Exactly. And your water going to come back on. Right. It's going to come back on. But when it came back on and it was brown, I was like, That was too much. That was a lot. That was too much. Yes. Yeah, so um, Issa is texting Condola because she's been MIA. So I was wondering about the timeline for this. But when I rewatched it, because I was thinking, dang, she haven't followed, haven't talked to her in a month because, you know, the timeline has been going month to month. So right. I was like, dang, she ain't talked to her in a month. But when I rewatched it and saw the text, um, I think she hadn't talked to Condola in a week. 
um, with the follow-up. And then Condola also says she would, she would call her that evening. Right. So she really, to me, a week without having heard from her, I wouldn't have been like, oh my gosh, she's ghosting me. Like she also has a full-time job as well. So I didn't take it at that week. I didn't take it as anything extra major. Well, I, I did. I didn't take it okay. as extra major. It was more so a concern. Mm-hmm. It was a red flag for me because before they were going to lunch and they were hanging out. And then all of a sudden it's like, zoop, no communication. Mm-hmm. So that concerned me. I'm like, you know, did I think of something the last time you saw me? Like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I felt like something had happened. Mm-hmm. And then we know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then we get to um, Issa and this part like spoke so much to me in the relationship between Molly and Issa when they were trying to park in the parking space um, at Tiffany's house. Cause I was like, this is a hot ass mess. Molly bitch, you knew Issa had, was at, at that parking space first. Cause right, she was about to back in. Her. Exactly. So you're behind. So you go around exactly and Doreen you know if I'm trying to parallel park you better let me have that spot because I can't do it exactly. like, <laughs> like why would you even make a big deal out of that yes and why was she like what really tripped me out is even after Issa left and gave in which speaks to their relationship Molly still had to pull up and back into the parking space so bitch you wasn't there first it was Issa's parking space <laughs> not only that let's just say i had an injury or something i need a closer parking spot i'm gonna be like girl i'm gonna you know i'm gonna try to do something i'll be like you go ahead and park here and we'll figure something out some kind of way to accommodate you Mm -hmm. like go ahead and park your car but can you like i don't know do something Mm -hmm. but it, it just seemed like it was all the way messed up it was and I just that to me spoke to how Molly is like she thinks the world revolves around her you not only saw that with the parking space you saw that with Andrew and her working and not being considerate of his time as well so I think she's about to learn a real hard lesson about the world not revolving around her (laughs) and I feel like that's why the friendship has gotten to where it is at this point in this episode because Issa isn't revolving her life around what's going on with Molly but that's just um yeah it's I don't even think that's what it is Mm -hmm. and we'll get there okay I'm I'm gonna trickle it in because I got I got some things that I've realized that I've been like yeah this is it right here okay 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 so um they get in Tiffany's house um and see the baby and all that stuff and um I like how they brought up with um Tiffany and her experience in the hospital about you know how doctors don't believe we be in pain and all of that um so I like how they spoke to that Mm-hmm. And um, I like how Tiffany has, you know, she she just says she she's becoming a, a real she, person. Yes, she's becoming mm-hmm. a real person, and that you know she's not putting up this facade that motherhood is like 
the greatest thing ever. Yeah, it's not it's not ju- all juices and berries. It's hard. And right. I like that she pointed out, you know, my friends with kids, they all be putting on this front. But with you guys, I can be real. So I'm glad she's realized. But that. then they looking at her like, Heffy, you ain't never been real. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> they was looking at her like, uh okay that's you though that's mm-hmm. really you but they didn't say nothing they just all looked at each other and they knew what they, they were communicating without saying anything mm-hmm. um and i i really like that they all came together and visited with her yeah so she didn't feel like she was left out after she mm-hmm. had the baby because i yeah. know that for some people that can be very hard your friends get together and you're not included yeah you know yeah and then that was a concern of hers in last season when they went mm-hmm. to Coachella she was like you know I'm just afraid I'm not gonna be able to kick it like I used to or hang which I right. like I used to so I'm glad they're still you know making it a point to come together for her um in that what about what about Lawrence in the room and they was like you want to hold the baby he's like nah dude I dropped a burrito today he was like somebody gonna be fucking my daughter <laughs> he <laughs> like- said somebody was gonna be fingering my daughter Oh, he said fingering that too. Yes. I was what? like, no, he didn't say that, but I know all men with daughters probably think that at some point. That's what that was my that was gonna be my question. Like, do men really think about that when they see a little girl, they think, Oh my goodness, somebody's gonna be with my daughter like that. Yeah, I think remember that conversation we had in a bowling alley <laughs> about with um, you know, your 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 stepson. Um, trying to reach out to people to hook him up in the nether regions and what my husband was telling him and when I said well one day some little boy is gonna be asking Dorian for that and he like felt a way like I remember that yes it was was, girl we talked about that in therapy wow I remember that he was all the way yes mood change shut down it was like the it was like the blinds got shut down well time to go yeah like, it was the reality yeah like, damn i really got a daughter this is gonna happen yes wasn't worried about what he did to roscoe daughter exactly <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness yeah yes yeah. he so, felt like i was trying to come come at him and i and, and use our daughter in the process i was like no like this is gonna be reality. a reality one day right <laughs> that's that's why she's got karate lessons because he's trying to keep her to protect herself mm-hmm. from dudes don't don't you talk to no men they bad mm-hmm. oh goodness yeah so i yes. guess they do do that yes yes um and so and I also like how Derek kind of opened up about he and Tiffany's relationship with saying that you know we didn't plan this like this right when trying to have kids for a couple of years like this like straight was a you know a accident I'm glad she's here but you know we didn't we plan had planned to travel we mm-hmm. had tried, tried to do other stuff mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so and so that you know let Lauren see like dang y'all ain't you know it's perfect Perfect. as y'all present yourselves to be so I like that um and then with the girls back downstairs with um Molly you know talking about how with Tiffany saying that Derek was supportive when she was in the hospital and Molly was like oh yeah you know because me and Andrew he supports me all the time and I took it as a joke when Molly was like when Issa was like 
ah, oh, look at you and your red table talk, but Molly got like really defensive about it. <laughs> and I'm like, what, what, what is wrong Where with that? you? I was just, I was like, where did that come from? Like, everybody knows Issa's corny and she jokes a lot. Yes. So I didn't take anything to it. But then when she got all serious and in her feelings, I'm like, why? Exactly. But it was all building up tensions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All building up tensions. Yes. So. Yes. And um, then Kelly cracked me up talking about Lawrence and they're looking like a provider. <laughs> Girl, that's Kelly, honey. She's my favorite. She's she, a, makes, she gives me some, some jokes. She does. Lisa gives she gives me corny stuff, but Kelly gives me giggles. Yes. Like when I watch it with my husband, like he'd be cracking up. He'd be like, where's that Kelly girl? <laughs> I know. An episode without her is just not the same. It really isn't. It really is. I can't isn't. wait to talk about this week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah, so um Issa and Lawrence, they're outside talking. And um he was about to tell her, which now we know is that him and Condola broke up, which I figured would happen. See, I didn't think it was that. I was thinking Condola was pregnant. Why would you think that? I don't know. They've been doing it. I know, but Condola strikes me as the type to, like, severely wrap it up. Like, she ain't, she she about her business. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't think that from Condola. Tiffany apparently got pregnant. So I just feel like. Tiffany is married. (laughs) But that doesn't mean they didn't want to have a baby right then. They didn't, but I mean, I wouldn't expect that from Condola. I put as a single woman, because I was once a single woman, I did everything I need to do not to get pregnant. Not to get pregnant, <laughs> right. So I was just thinking that was going to be something to really change the dynamic of Issa and Lauren's relationship, but that's not what it was. It was mm-hmm. something totally different. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was trying to figure out, well, what did Lawrence want? Like, but she was distracted by losing her artist. So she had better things to worry about. She probably ain't even thinking about Lawrence. Well, no. now she is. Well, after this even... last episode. No, I still feel like, and I know you forever want her and Lawrence to get back together. But I, my prediction is they might get together for a one night stand. But I yeah. don't think she really wants him back. And then if they do get back together, I don't think he going to be working. So I think it's going to, however it's going to be, it's going to be some type of twist to it. But leading into this, I don't really think Issa is focused on any man at this time. She is focused on that festival. Right. Well, I do have, well, when we talk about next, the next episode, I'll tell you how I feel about it. Okay. Okay. So um, while Lawrence and Issa are talking, Molly is upstairs um, looking out the window, hating. Like like your girl from 227. <laughs> Get your ass out the window. So she mm. hating and talking to Tiffany. And she's like, you know, I'm going to have to rescue her again. She's talking about me still doing the same shit. She doing the same shit too. And I'm like, what is wrong with Issa having a conversation with Lawrence? They, with yes, ex. they have broken up. Yes, they have been through some shit. Yes, but they, they are now on friendly terms. You know, I think she hates that because she has never gotten that far in a relationship to even had went through all of that and still been, been able to maintain a friendship. Ain't nobody calling her. Yes. Ain't nobody. She don't have no friends. Yes. 
she don't have not a now one. Mm-hmm. Girl, next episode, I'll tell you how I feel about that. Because it's all coming, it's, it's coming clearer to me now. Mm-hmm. Next episode, we'll get there. But yeah, she don't, she, she's just jealous. At the end of the day, she's jealous of all things Issa. And Issa's trying to figure out where we've had this breakdown in our communication since she's pretty much reaching out to say, hey, you know, what's going on? Like, has Issa, I mean, has Molly talked to you about anything? She keeps reaching out like, hey, like, am I crazy? Am I tripping? Is mm-hmm. there tension here? Mm-hmm. You know, and everybody's like, girl, y'all probably just needs to, you know, yeah. talk it out. They, they leave it back to them. They drama is they drama. We here, we're going to play with this baby. We're going to move on and do something else. Mm-hmm. So then I hated how she just assumed like the whole time that it was more than what it was. Like, why? Are you because she knows how she is. Exactly. She knows how she is. And that's why she's acting like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's see here. Uh, we can talk about Molly and Andrew. So she was, um, you know, working from home. He, they had a standing date for the night um, to mm-hmm. get it in. So he comes over. She, now I'm wondering, did she go to the bathroom and refresh her pits while she was smelling them and feeling unsure about them before she, <laughs> before, before they hopped in the bed? <laughs> and I, you know, you know, I had, I had to pick up the iPad on this one because all I thought about was her underarms looking like that dude from uh what's that show we was watching that dude with the underarms in the bed oh um, um from love Mary after lockup shame no love after lockup yes <laughs> with them sweaty ass armpits and i'm thinking why are you gonna smell them if you ain't gonna do nothing about it you just Thank need to you. hop in the shower real quick because if your underarms is stinking Everything okay you forgot to be. put on deodorant and so your tush is probably gonna be you know a little sweaty too a little, it's gonna smell like something just a just a little bit a little bit you need to freshen that up yeah and a whole bath ain't gonna do it no run through the sprinkler real quick yeah it's better yep. than nothing put on yep. some lotion it's okay yep yeah no i don't <sighs> think she did that because she went right back she they got in the bed and then she went right back to work and then she hopped in the bed like i ain't see no showers because all the pajamas were still the same yeah I was like, let's just hope she took, she got in the shower real quick and put them same pajamas on. I'm, I'm hoping. Is that the episode where she, she was working and he went to sleep and she got in the bed? Yeah. She, she said she was going to get in the bed at nine, but she didn't get in the bed till like two in the morning. Okay. And he was sleeping. Okay. Well, let's just say she did take a shower. We just didn't see it because they didn't have enough time. The show is only 30 minutes. I don't want to start thinking that she's one of them people who don't take baths. Okay. I might look at Molly different. Okay. So that's what happened. They edited it out. <laughs> Put funky ass underarms. Because how you going to be having sex and dude is like in your underarm and he trying to come and he get that smell? Like, ugh. Oh gosh. All the way turn off. <laughs> you smell like arms. <laughs> Onions. Oh, gosh. So this is like the first one of the first times you see where she is inconsiderate of his time. Um, but with that, you know, she did hop in the bed and throw it on him. He was ready. He was naked. So he had a little power nap for some energy. So they was right. Good. But Age then back. when they went out, she stood him up. Well, not necessarily stood him up, but she canceled on him in order to work 
you know, at the office because she's trying to build a, you know, a friendship, relationship with her work people. And you want to know why? Because she don't have no damn real friends. Okay. We going to get to it. <laughs> we going to get there. She's building her relationship with those people because she realizes that her friendship with Issa is, we'll get there. No, you know what? Not even her realizing a relationship with Issa is wavering, but also maybe she feels like since they on her level, you know, it'll be an easier friendship. Nope, I don't think that's what it is. Okay. See, me and my other friend, we talked about this either yesterday or today. I mm-hmm. think it was yesterday. It was yesterday because mm-hmm. we were both really pissed off at people. Mm-hmm. and we need to vent it out okay so yeah let's let's okay because then i was also thinking she's also trying to rebuild the relationships at work because she fucked up last season like she burnt a bridge that with too. The girl she burnt a bridge with um what's his name torin i think her yeah. and torin gonna end up fucking by the end of the season that's how she gonna mess things up with um andrew and on mm-hmm. top of that Andrew's gonna see her pet is already seeing her pettiness so i feel like those two things that's gone. I'm surprised. Okay. The one thing that I love about Andrew is that he calls her out on her shit. He does. And I'm and he does he it. He does it in a, it nice, in a way. nice way. Unlike, cause when I see him calling her out on her shit, I think of Kenya <laughs> and her husband and he calls her out on right. her shit, but it's very rude. Like Andrew does it the proper right. way. <laughs> right. But I feel like and Andrew so is going to get tired like, of calling her out on her shit. Yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Because I think he realizes, like, I think he realizes that those are, like, turnoffs to him. Yes. Yes. Because and he I'm realizes just, how whack she is. Yes. And how misconstrued things are with her. Because mm-hmm. even, okay. Yeah. We'll we'll get there. Okay. <laughs> So they end up, her and Andrew end up going out to dinner and Andrew made plans with his friends after the dinner, even though she assumed that they would just go back to the house and have some edibles and have some, get some booty. And she kind of got a little upset that he was like, well, I done made plans already. And she's like, how you going to make plans on date night? And so he broke it down to her. You've been a you little bit lately. Yeah. So yes, I, I made Yes. So then she, you know, gets herself together, goes over his house and apologize. And uh, I like that she said, this is the longest I've ever been in a relationship. I've never gotten this far. So yes, I'm going to have to, you know, change some things around. Get used to it. Right. Get used to it. She ain't used to nobody wanting to stay around with her little trifling ass. (laughs) I'm just saying. So... I am partially team Issa, but then I can see where Issa made some mistakes. Yeah. I Issa is not perfect by any no, means. And like I keep saying, we'll get there. Yes. So um, I feel like with Molly saying that, that's kind of, to me, if I was Andrew, I would find that as a red flag to, for her to be as old as she is. 
and I have had a long-term serious relationship and seeing like he's going to be thinking about that on top of all the petty shit that he done saw her do. And he's going to be like, that's why her ass ain't never had a long lasting relationship because of the stupid shit she does. But not only that, I wouldn't say just that. I would also say that he's not able to even be vulnerable and talk about his family. Yes. So I think they both have some things that they need to work on. It's just not one-sided. I can understand. Like, what, what's going on with your family that you can't talk about? Uh-oh. It's the sister that he doesn't want to talk about. And we don't know. Are you still there? Yes, I'm still here, okay. but I can't. I got to figure out how to get you back. Just keep okay. talking. So he he didn't want to really talk about his sister. So we don't know. You know, she she could be a drug addict. Something deep could be going on where that's kind of triggering for him to talk about. Like, I, I wouldn't necessarily fault him for that at this point in the relationship. Because sometimes, shoot, you got family you just, you don't fuck with. So, and but his whole family, he never it. talks about him. Mm-hmm. He never talks about his family. They never go around his friends. Think about it. When has she well, been they, around his friends? They're only like maybe three months into the relationship. That's a long time for me not to see any of your friends. You ain't even asked Nate to come hang out with us. I mean, I feel like if I'm thinking back in three months of dating someone, I wouldn't realistically after y'all start having sex are y'all really thinking about hanging out with somebody's friends y'all just trying to get it in that is new relationship okay did you meet friends and family in three months i probably did okay (laughs) like you you see how that shit turned out i should have probably been taking my time to be fucking up fucking and maybe (laughs) i wouldn't be in this state of uh, relationship status but actually no not necessarily I can't even say that because I'm actually like extremely happy but you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. I just feel like within that amount of time like but you I'm, know what that's true let me let me take it all the way back I ain't met no friends and I've been dating somebody for about three months mm-hmm. I, ain't, I ain't seen no friends yeah I mean you still really trying to get to but, know each other but it could be because of quarantine too yeah yeah you should open yeah but I still, realistically, I wouldn't expect to meet anybody's friends in three months. Like, if we out and happen to see people, that's fine. But just to be like, oh, well, meet my friends. Like, guys aren't like that. Girl, women are. They're like, oh, I want you to meet my friends, you know? Yeah, that's true. And then family, you're not really getting introduced to family until For y'all like, are really, really serious. So, I mean, in three months... I, I, she knows the basics. She knows that he has siblings, you know, he's talking about the basics of it, but I wouldn't sit around and talk about my sister with somebody in deep detail. So I don't know. I guess it all depends on the person. I wouldn't necessarily, I wouldn't be on his butt about that too much because everybody has different family dynamics. That's true. Um, and, you, and he pretty much set that boundary like I really don't want to talk about this so mm-hmm. don't be asking mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes um, so, so yes so then we see um, Issa calling Molly to ask for help with the block party since her headliner pulled out 
And this is where I feel like Issa went wrong. Right. You see and me I, shaking my head. Yes. This is where it starts. And I understood that she was in a bind. And I'm, I'm taking it she did what she did, obviously, because she was in a bind. Um, and then, too, Molly does not know the importance of the block party. Like, she just like, oh, there's some stupid shit Issa trying to do. I don't, it's probably not going to work. Because she really hasn't been, she hasn't been helpful with it. If we go back to last season when Issa was talking about doing it, and at one point she said, I'm not going to do it. Molly was like, girl, yeah, you should have been doing that shit anyway. So she doesn't really see this as a real thing. Uh, at this point and that's where i think the i think that's when the real tension started Mm -hmm. because this is your best friend this is your best friend in the whole wide world Mm -hmm. and she is not supportive of something you want to do Mm -hmm. everything that molly wants to do and has done Issa has been her cheerleader the whole entire Mm -hmm. time Mm -hmm. the whole time she has been her cheerleader she gets in a bind and We'll talk about that later. But she's just she was just hating the whole entire time. Yeah. Think about it. This whole process was her fucking hating. And she really the the most hurtful part of all of this that I realized and it like crushed my spirit because there's really people out there like that. Mm-hmm. She literally didn't want to go to the block party one because it wasn't her show. Mm-hmm. Two, she didn't want to go because she only went to go to see to watch it fail. Mm-hmm. But we ain't got there yet. Okay. <laughs> so let me let me go back. So she called her and she was like, look, can you that's when she asked for the favor, right? Yes. She didn't ask and she she you kind of have to scope out your feelings, your friend. Cause I think you can hear things in your friend's voice to know whether or not they're okay. But mm-hmm. I think Issa had tunnel vision. She was freaked out. She didn't she have was. a headliner. And so she wasn't tuned in to her friend's emotions and she missed the clue Mm -hmm. and that started it Mm -hmm. where molly really felt shitted on because she was like in her feelings about andrew and she wanted to talk to Issa about it because Issa was gonna come save her day Mm -hmm. but when she did she was she wasn't reciprocating saving Mm -hmm. so that goes to the, the point of us talking about networking, friendship, and using yes. somebody. Yes. So, yes, when Issa did ask, like, I was like, ooh, you should have, y'all, you should have at least said, look, I know we need to talk. Things have been off between us. I apologize for Thanksgiving. Like, those are things that should have been said. And, you know, let's set this time up for us to talk on this day. Right now, my headliner has dropped out and Uh I really need somebody like right now so I can update everything because this is going down in a few weeks. You know, is it okay? Or can you ask Andrew, you know, since he's at Live Nation, can can he help me out with an artist? Like it was the way she set it up. Now, I did not like how Molly, because, you know, I always say, it is not what you say, but how you say it. So the way she was asking Issa all the questions as to why the headliner dropped, it just came off like, you fucked this up. This is your Hating. fault. Yeah. Hating. 
and said and I understood why the questions needed to be asked but it was just how she asked it the way she said it was like I don't believe in you like you messed this up like she said she she didn't believe in her dream in the first place Mm -hmm. and so it that that's the problem she did not support she does not support her friends very well Mm -hmm. if you're not successful if you ain't if you're not successful, she ain't trying to deal with you. Mm-hmm. It's almost like she cannot cheer somebody else on and getting their hustle on. Like, if it was one of my friends, I'm going to support them. I'm going to be like, hey, I'm going to put on some flats. We're going to work this out. I was proud of her for cleaning up after the other block party thing and mm-hmm. being there At that and helping out. Mm-hmm. I was actually surprised. I was as well. Because realistically, that wasn't who she's who she appears to be. Yes. She's shady. Yes. That was the one time that she did something to help her out for this event. Right. And that was just cleaning up trash. And even, she you know. She put herself in a damn trash can. I mean, when... <laughs> And when Molly called, you know, called her back to say, no, I'm not going to ask him because, you know, I'm valuing my relationship. I'm kind of trying to do things different. I was like, but what does that have to do with you helping out your friend? Even if we weren't on good terms, I would know, dang, this is going to be, you know, a a big event. She needs a headliner. What is it? What is it going to hurt for me to ask him this? He either going to say yes or no, you know? (laughs) But here's my thing. This, this is what I'm thinking. Oh, you breaking up. Hey. Tanisha. If that's going to mess up your relationship, you can lay in the bed after you put it on them real good and be like, you know what? Um, and just mention it and mm-hmm. get his, see where his energy is. Mm-hmm. And most people, if they, they're willing to help out, they'll be like, yeah, I can call such and such and let me see what I can do. You don't put him on him. He, he feeling good. He want to save the world. He feels like a superhero at this point. Exactly. Like if you do it right. Exactly. Like, why couldn't she just mention it and then let him say, I can do this. Thank if she you. didn't feel comfortable in it. I just don't understand why she wouldn't feel comfortable in asking. Yes. And what was it going to do to the relationship? And then so this, I didn't understand that. And I, I didn't so either. It was just, she just didn't want to do it. That's what it boiled down to. Because but, she doesn't want anybody to be more successful than her. Yes. Like she fucking irritates the fuck out of me. Cause she's so fucking selfish. She is. And this is like the best tweet that I have seen about this whole situation. Like, and it went back to, you know, her asking him for the help. The person said, and I I don't have my, do I have my phone? I can quote her directly. Girl, get that out. Okay, I got it. And this is from Joss, Jocelyn underscore Naya Goose on the Twitters. She said, no, was that her? Okay, I got it. She said, we let our worries, insecurities, and pride get the best of us until it's too late. Molly is so close-minded. She didn't see how this opportunity would benefit Andrew too. Yes. So not only it was did. it benefiting Issa, it benefited him too. Like it, it was a win-win. Because how hard would that have been? You. Like she, ugh. Okay. Dude was like, "Thank you so much for hooking this up." Yes. So that was a win for everybody involved. But okay, so on the 
flip side, on the flip side, mm-hmm. probably because she hasn't been involved and she didn't really realize how great it was going to be. Maybe she just thought it was going to be some like chicken circuit kind of stuff. And so hold on that she hasn't been involved. She don't know what's going on. We know how Issa's kind of loopy mm-hmm. and kind of scattered brain. She probably thought it was going to be like an event that's like thrown together, didn't have it together because she was so surprised at how nice it was. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why she didn't want to help because she didn't want to put her name on recommending him to help bring a good headliner when she, one, she can't afford it because you know she questioned her her ability to pay for this stuff. Mm-hmm. And two, that it's going to be some poor execution kind of business we don't all been to a concert we're like the sound system is joke a joke like who threw this shit together i'm gonna give her the benefit of the doubt of the doubt there i thought the but same i would have been involved with my friends process because no. she can't do it all them two cannot do it all by themselves another person like if i had time i know isa's been busy with work i get it but, you know, a little free time, an hour here and there ain't going to hurt you. Mm-hmm. So be there for your friend. And that way you can judge it and figure out whether or not, you know. True. The, but the at the same time, her, at the same, I got it. I got one for you. At the same time, she knows that Issa has been working with Condola. And Condola right. has thrown events before. So it wasn't going right. to be no fucking up. Because Condola's name was on That's it true. as well. Exactly. Exactly. And, and on top of that, she still could have mentioned it to Andrew and let him talk to Issa. Let him decide. Call. So, right. Yeah. Right. And so that was, I try to give people the benefit of the, yes. the doubt and look at both sides of the perspective. That's all I have for her. And then on top of that, my- like in previous seasons, when Issa decides to do something like the first season, when she threw that event, for we got y'all, it was a good event. So when she's really right. laser focused, she can pull it off. So, you know, like, and from what I've been like reading, like the different tweets and, you know, hearing other people talking about it, you know, I'm sitting up here wondering like, what has Issa done that has been so horrible to where Molly just thinks she is a giant mess up? I mean, because she's a most, free spirit. She's a free spirit. But she's a the, free spirit. And people who have, like, a rigorous, you know, mm-hmm. okay, swervers, we're going to go to Michelle Obama, swervers <laughs> and check boxers. She's a swerver, and Molly checks boxes. That's and so true. she does it and see how. Uh-oh. Oh, no, Tanisha. Okay, wait a minute. I don't lost Tanisha. Okay. Well, while I'm waiting for her to come back, um, shoot, I don't want to start on the next episode. Oh no. I can pop. Okay. Okay, we're back. I got Tanisha back on the line. Maybe okay, so what Rich song? Oh gosh. So what were you saying before you went away? Girl, I don't remember. What were we talking about? You know, my attention span is so short. We were talking we were about, talking about um, what Issa put when she is doing, when she's committed to something, she's committed. So I was going to say, um, 
you know, for the most part, we don't see where Issa is like a giant, like mess up like Molly. Oh, we were talking about swerves and checking boxes. That's what I was talking about. So when this, when the, when the show starts, like Issa is taking care of Lauren. So she was working. She was paying home, you know, bills and everything. And taking care of Lauren and handling her business. But it's the whole swerver and check boxers. Mm-hmm. Swervers don't think that check, bo- I mean, check boxers don't think swervers can accomplish things because they do it in a different way. Exactly. And Molly is a control freak. She is. She cannot control Issa in her, she can, okay, think about it. She has no control over her coworkers. Mm-hmm. She can't control those relationships. Andrew, he's not controllable either he's he beats his own drum he ain't really dealing with her foolishness Mm -hmm. so in her in her mind she's losing control of things Mm -hmm. and the one thing that she can't control is Issa Mm -hmm. because she's like the successful one and she is you know the one who dresses nice she has it all together and she almost is like this high the way I had explained it to my other friend, I was just like, girl, you know, in some friendships, there's hierarchies. You have mm-hmm. like the queen bee and then you have all the little worker bees. And that's mm-hmm. how it is sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so Molly thinks that she's the queen the bee. Queen bee. Mm-hmm. And all the rest of her friends are the worker bees. And that's how she treats them. But I don't see her treating Tiffany and Kelly like that. It's only Issa. Because, you know, within the group. she doesn't respect her. She does not respect Issa at all. No, she doesn't. The foundation of their problems is respect. Yes. She disrespects Issa. She has been disrespecting her for God knows how long. She didn't respect her for being with Lawrence and helping him out. It's a respect issue. Mm-hmm. That's the foundation of the problem is respect. Mm-hmm. She, she don't come for Kelly. She no, don't she come don't. Because she, she knows Kelly will cuss her ass out, probably beat her ass. Yeah. She probably yeah. wasn't even expecting when they got into it. She probably wasn't expecting Issa to defend herself. She just thought she was going to take it. Stand there, yep. Because she does that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, Molly is a control freak. She can't control the situation. She if it ain't all about her and her success and her being glorified and her having the show, she is like not, she can't celebrate her friends. Mm-hmm. Pathetic. Very, very, very. And selfish. Like I would be embarrassed if I was Andrew. Like I if, would too. I've been in a situation where I was dating somebody or with somebody and their actions embarrassed the hell out of me. And I was like, thinking I don't I don't even want to leave with you mm-hmm. I don't want nobody to know we're together because that is crazy like she showed her ass she really did and she, she felt really like did. she felt like Issa was selfish and went behind her back because she found another way to accomplish something without exactly. her exactly exactly control free mm-hmm. she has to because at, at one what she wants to do is to say Issa I had to help you make yep. this successful you couldn't do this without me, Issa. You planned this shit. You fucked it up, and I saved the day because I'm Superwoman. Yep. And that's all it was. It was all about herself. She didn't get the glory, and she felt some kind of way about it. She did, and that's what I was I telling was my not- husband while we were watching it. I was like, she complains about having to be the person to save somebody, but deep down inside, that's what she wants. She wants to. Do. to. Yes. She wants to save her. Mm-hmm. 
and at the end of the day, Issa smart. Yes. Okay, so she wasn't. Okay, so and then let's go all the way back. It's because of Molly that she didn't get to spend. She didn't get to see Nathan on her birthday. Mm-hmm. She cock blocked that because she, she really didn't did. want her friend. She didn't want her friend to have to deal with that. Okay. Mm-hmm. I thought that was foul. Let me make my own personal decisions. Thank Let you. me fuck up my own life. Yes. I don't need you to help me not fuck up my life. Because if I want to fuck up my life, I'm going to do it. Exactly. So she she was the reason why they even had a wedge anyway. They could have worked it out. They could have became really great friends. It was their dream that they created for this whole block party in the it first was. place. So you basically extended the time that it took me to get here. Because we could have been working on this. You slowed down my purpose mm-hmm. because you want to cock block my dream mm-hmm. in a sense mm-hmm. so then you cock block that dream and I so he was calling and she was ignoring him and she was like you know what he knows Andrew I'm gonna figure this out I'm gonna talk to dude yes and, and that's then on top of it. that Nate Nate owed her that like I hated the least that. He could do. that was the least he could do like I hated that Molly was like you using Nate you using Andrew no she's networking that's what you do that's when what you, you have do. friends who are in other places you get together and join your resource your resources that is networking that is not using somebody using somebody is asking them to do something for you all the time with mm-hmm. no reciprocation that is right. using somebody. This was a one-time thing. This was the first time she's reached out. And only because Nate asked her if she needed some help. So yeah, hell yeah, I need some help. I, yeah, actually, I do need some help. Yes, and you can help me because you because ghosted my Because Condola ain't answering her fucking phone. And I don't even know if she texted Condola and said, hey, this dude pull it out. Like, what am I supposed to do? Mm-hmm. She ain't she ain't responding. She's not there for her. And this shit's coming up. And I got to figure out how to make this shit work. Because mm-hmm. my name's riding on the line. Like, mm-hmm. I got to call in every resource I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm very proud that she did, you know, reach out to Nate and let him help her. And Nate was looking so good. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I didn't think he looked good this season. I didn't think he looked good. Okay. I, I know because I, you're I on thought, the Lawrence Hive. <laughs> no, 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 no. As far as looks, I'm team Daniel all day long. That chocolate drop right there. Okay. I and I thought she would have reached out to Daniel too. I, I'm thinking, where's Daniel at? I don't know. I would thought Daniel would have showed up. Yeah. But she, I thought she would have reached out to him to help her find the headliner. But I mean, since Nate was in the house with the Live Nation person, I totally understand. <laughs> right. They probably sealed the deal. She didn't, maybe that was her second call. <laughs> yes. So while we're um, approaching the, the next episode, I did want to talk about, you know, what, what do you feel are the lines between doing things as a friend being used and just doing things as for networking and can you combine all of them minus the being used um realistically when I think about it I think in friendships oftentimes I can't say all the time but oftentimes when you feel used in a relationship it's egos. I think mm-hmm. it's surrounded by your ego one way or another. Mm-hmm. Because I know that if my friend is truly, really and truly my friend and has shown me friendship, mm-hmm. 
and they need a favor, then I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. But if this person has not shown me that and they need something, then I'm going to feel, I'm going to feel as if they're using me. Mm -hmm. Um, so I can see it in that dynamic of their relationship that way. But then I also feel like if somebody's really your friend, can they ever use you unless you just, how, if they're really your friend and that, if it's a true friendship, how can they ever use you? Mm-hmm. How's that even possible? No, that's really a question. Oh, I, I think it's possible. <clears throat> um, because, you know, sometimes friendships are unequally yoked. Um, so I feel like it is possible. Like, say, for instance, you know, you as a friend have, you know, transcended to another level and you still do have friends that may not have leveled up. Um, so, you know, they may, you know, ask you from, for things from time to time. And even though they haven't really spoken with you in a while. So I feel like that's kind of easy. Um, but I feel like, like if monetary we, reasons. Yes. Um, but I also do feel like if the friendship is equally yoked, then we're just doing things that friends would do. Right. You know, so and then getting back to Molly, like when she said, you know, do you know how many, you always need all the favors. And I'm like, are you counting? Like every time right. you Who guys do something that? for each other? Like, no, you're not supposed to do that. But I can understand how in some friendships where it may feel like, well, I do, you know, come out for you more often than you do for me. So it can, it can go either way. I see that. I mean, but don't you think your ego plays a role in you feeling that way? I it because depends. I think your ego is the person who's keeping count. The ego is the person that's keeping count, but you also like you know when something isn't isn't right. Like when you feel like you are extending yourself a little bit more than the other person does. Like, it's just, a, and I don't think it's necessarily ego. It's just like you taking a step back and being like, dang, I do all this shit for so-and-so, but, you know, they're not showing up for me in that way. But sometimes I think with them, Molly doesn't allow her to show up because she doesn't trust her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like, okay, so here's the thing. When she, when her car wasn't working and she was driving for Lyft, Mm -hmm. She trusted her to do things like that. Yes. But she's not going to trust her with other things because it's almost like she, she swerves too much. Yes. She and doesn't, she doesn't meet those checkboxing standards. And I actually wrote something to this effect down. Cause you know, when we talked about none of my notes tonight, <laughs> <laughs> when, when we were talking about Molly being jealous of Issa and Condola and how Condola, even in their short time of the friendship has kind of leveled Issa up. Like Molly has never leveled or shown or done things to, for Issa to help her to level up you know so no she doesn't invest in her she wants to, to keep to her at a, at a certain level so she can control her yeah she doesn't want she doesn't want anybody to do better than her mm -hmm. let kelly get a good ass job she gonna come fucking with kelly 
No, Kelly owns her own business. Kelly is like an account or a tax account. But, like Kelly and Tiffany are fine. Like they, to me, they're all had, leveled oh, up. Oh, oh, oh. It was Issa that had the 425 credit score. Sorry. Yes. It was her. <laughs> I was so like, they're oh. all kind of on the same level. So she really don't, she, she don't fuck with them. She don't fuck it, with it, them like that. It's that she can smell blood and she's a shark. She's an animal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then like with the whole networking thing, like, is it, are you not supposed to use your friends as your network? Cause I feel like that's, that's, that's a benefit of having friends. I, think, like, that, who you I know? think that's off top. I think you should always network with your friends. Yes. Because like you said, it's a win-win in most yes. cases. Why is it, why is it a big deal if we networking? Exactly. They, them others do it. I know. It's exactly. It's like we are supposed to help each other get this coin. So why would you hold me try to hold me back from getting my coins? <laughs> you know. <laughs> this is business. This is not about you. I'm telling you, she's selfish, girl. And then I'd be wondering, how's Molly an attorney with, with the views that she has? Like <laughs> she's not successful. Networking? <laughs> she's not successful. Oh, she's goodness. not very successful she's having an issue at work and she's then i got one more huh i have one more okay, okay. so then she's mad at, at Issa for going to nate to to get the to get andrew to get the artist and she's talking about you know this relationship is special and i want to you know make it grow or whatever like if it was not for Issa and nate you would not know andrew so no, not at all. Wh- why are you acting like you done met this man on your own and you <laughs> and why is she acting like she hadn't been fucking up with her not even being considered of his time? Exactly. Over this time. Like she swears that it's an a fairy tale and everything's perfect because it ain't. It's not. No, 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 no. It's not. Okay. So let's get into this block party let me tell you in my mind Issa is my friend and I was so proud of her and nervous for her at the same time while watching this I was like oh my gosh it's happening it's happening please don't rain please nobody have a gun like (laughs) that was my thought going when it first was going on I was like oh my gosh this is nice (laughs) I'm sorry I'm trying to kill a spider oh that's okay (laughs) Okay, so, you know, the episode starts off with Issa talking to Nate and pretty much telling him that she don't fuck with Molly no more. Right. So, do you think it was okay for her to talk to Nate about what was going on with her and Molly or even to say that she don't mess with her no more? Mm -hmm. Realistically... I don't think she should have done that. Okay. And let me tell you why. She didn't really talk to Nate in a while. And I know she was just bitten and she was in her feelings because she had just recently told her she wasn't going to help her. Mm-hmm. And mind you, the episodes but, are jumping a month. So did you know he's going to tell Oh. The episodes are jumping a month. So I think she probably reached yeah, out it's to okay. Nate a couple it's of a months later. Back. It's fine. Yeah. 
but you still don't want him to go back and tell his homeboy that there's tension because of their cool like that. I agree. At the same time, though, Andrew already know that there's tension because Molly been talking to him <laughs> about <No>. it. <laughs> but you don't ever want him to go back and say, well, she told me that she ain't fucking with you no more. It really messed up their relationship. So some things should just be chill. Okay. Okay. Just okay. to keep just to keep the tensions down. Mm-hmm. Because Andrew's really like, where's all this shit coming from? Mm-hmm. Like, what's your deal? Mm-hmm. Mhm. So, I I don't know. Okay. Now since now since you tell me it's a month later, then that makes a difference. Mhm. So yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like brunch should have been in there somewhere. Like, girl, why can't you help me? You feel they like who? brunch? They should have all got together and went to go eat. Yes. Yes. Something should have happened. Yes. Um, so when she first reached out to Nate, I thought it was going to be a booty call. I, did I thought he was, cause he was like, you, I'm, I'm here by myself. Right. Your boy. <laughs> so I felt like that was a booty call. Over your girl's house. But yeah. here's my thing. I'm so tired of seeing Molly and Andrew have sex every episode. <laughs> like I'm doing it. Well, the past two episodes, that. nobody has been having sex. Andrew and Molly, they did all they did show. They do it all last week. They have sex every episode. Okay, and I feel like they sex scene wastes at least five good minutes of the show. <laughs> Y'all need to extend it five minutes because I, I need some juicy stuff to start. Okay, <laughs> wasting my damn time watching them screw with her funky ass arms. Yes. So um, it starts off, you know, with them talking about that. And then it goes, you know, to the scene that happened in the first episode, you know, so this is letting us know this is the block party and why <laughs> leading up to, you know, showing us why she don't mess with her no more. So right. then it goes to Molly um, getting ready for the block party and complaining about going to the block party and what she's going to wear to the block party. in january in january it's gonna be 75 degrees right and she felt like she don't have nothing to wear it's a block party you could put on a jogging suit and be good yes but i on a side note i did like um molly's lingerie that was cute that was real cute i was like look at you no but i was really thinking about her underarms and how that satin is gonna leave like a real bad stain that's what I was thinking about when I saw the set, but it was cute. It was, it was. Yes. Yeah, so while she's complaining, Andrew is not like really paying her attention, but paying her attention. And I like that Andrew called her out for her, for her being petty. Cause he was like, so you going to punish, punish her by leaving, leaving her hanging and not going to the block party. I really wish Molly would have stayed her ass at home. But because I feel like she was only there to watch it be unsuccessful. Yes. I as all as soon as she got there, it's all I felt was hate. Yes. Yes. Until Andrew had to like point out, like, you don't know how big of an event this, event this is. And she pulled yeah. it off. Yeah. And then from that, that's when she really was like, Oh, well, yeah, I guess she has been doing the thing. Mm-hmm. 
So uh, we get to the block party. It just opened up. The spoken word artist was cracking me up. <laughs> so, 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 you don't know uh, how much I miss you. SWV, sisters with voices. Issa's like, get off stage. Yes. That was funny. So then we see Condola comes. Um, and granted Condola was shady, but she still didn't fully give up. Are you still there? You freezing. Oh, shoot. Let me, yeah, I'm here. Okay. Okay. I'm here. So, yes. So she shows up and granted she did leave Issa out there for a little bit. I'm glad Issa got it together, but she didn't leave her completely in the cold. Like she provided the intern and made sure, you know, some key vendors were there. there yeah i like that even though condola was a little shady that she did apologize um you know for not being there and you know just let mm-hmm. her know that her and lawrence broke up so i mean i feel She's like, like go ahead okay so i felt like it was a reach for her to be did lawrence did lawrence did lawrence tell you we broke up it was a reach it was a reach because it really she, was she was really trying to fill her out to see how often her and Lauren still talk. Yep. Because I think that they were together five years and their conversation that they had about people breaking up and just left her kind of feeling some kind of way. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for it to replay for me to figure out why they broke up in the first place. But I think it has something to do with him thinking that he's just a fuck boy and the fact that um, they recently broke up and they were together five years. And then, you know, they have their little canter, the band. It probably made her feel insecure. That's the name of the show. Everybody's insecure. And that so is this is her thing. That's her insecurity is Lawrence and, and. Yeah, I think they broke up because she, you know, pretty much call, called them out to say y'all would still be together if she didn't cheat on you. To me, it was a moot point, but I think that's why they broke up. And then knowing, like what you said, knowing Lawrence probably thought he was just a fuck boy. Like it was just a combination of both. A combination of both of those things. Yeah. But she was recently, just recently got out of divorce. Yes. So both of them are, you know, healing up. Yes. Yeah. So, So, you know how that goes. Yes um but i did like the way that they did you know can't handle what was you know um i kind of what watching them was like this is how a mature conversation should go this is how Issa and molly need to talk right yeah they have good communication mm-hmm. um skills mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they have real good grown. grown <laughs> woman like stuff yeah Molly's just very immature and and self-serving and yeah 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 some Um, people don't realize it you know I think we all have things that we do that we don't realize yes that affect other people and I think that is what's really being brought to the table now Mm -hmm. for her to get better Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so then uh, you probably have some good points so um but the next point that I wrote down was Kelly and her fake accent had me dying and her new boo. 
That was the next thing I was going to say along with oh, okay. the Oh, okay. So we're on the suit. same page. I pulled out my notes at this point, girl. <laughs> girl, that had me, like, I chuckled so much because not only did she, she, like, killed the British accent, but she had all, like, the, the body movements and everything. Like, for a moment there, I forgot that she was Kelly, and I was thinking that she was, like, the nanny. Remember mm-hmm. the show when she had that little, I don't know, that little car, the nanny? Yes. That's when she became in my mind. Yes. I just love how she was trying to name off where she was from. I'm from Poppity Cock along the South <laughs> Central. And I'm like, what? Poppity Cock. You know, the popcorn. <laughs> oh, around the that? bay on the Little Biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, I was like, if you didn't do some research. She didn't do no research. She just said something off the top of her head. And the dude that she was with, she could have easily said just about anything and he wouldn't have known knowing what he thought the branches about of the, the branches government was I was like what presidential and bank of America. America that is the name of this damn podcast because that shit was funny girl I wish I could rewind it back so just so I could hear that whole joke because I was just my mouth was wide open I was like I know he just did not say that that's where all our money is made at bank of America America I was like if I was Kelly, I just would have broke our accent and be like, I can't be with your dumb ass. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think she found it entertaining and she just wanted something warm that day. Probably. Because it is. So Kelly. we just don't. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I think Tiffany maybe. I'm sorry. Let me talk to Michelle. You have food downstairs. Well, you can make a sandwich. It's peanut butter, ham and cheese, it's cereal. You can make peanut it happen. Peanut butter, jelly time, peanut make it butter, happen. time. Thank you. So um, I think Tiffany may be teetering on post, a little bit of post, postpartum. I feel yeah. like I understand why it was important for her to be out and have fun. Because after a while, it's like, I just need to be myself. For a little right. while, and not Tiffany the mother. Like, just let me be Tiffany for a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, so I understood why she wanted to stay. I'm glad Derek didn't make a big to-do about it. I think eventually, though, she's That's going to be hard. Away. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I'm concerned for their relationship because I don't, I don't know what's going on in her mind with all things baby and her husband. Yes. I think there's some division because they always seem like they've always been so close Mm so um I just think that yeah Yeah. it's time for for us to see why Tiffany's insecure too yes it really is it is because the foundation of the show if you think about it everybody has insecurities yes and then I wonder because like I want to say maybe the second season um Tiffany said she had to put him out for a little bit and then he Mm -hmm. said that it was some guy at her office that he had to confront so I need that to come back around girl what if that ain't his baby and that's what I was thinking too yep so we'll see everybody's in play out yes I need to know that might be why there's a season five or is it season six it'll be season five okay yeah that's it could be we got more things to talk about. Yes. And I also need to see something go down with Kelly too. Like I need a whole Kelly episode. And I know we say this every <laughs> We say that all the time. I need Kelly to find a man 
that is in awe of her. Like, I want to see Kelly date and have a successful relationship that they can all go on couples dates with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because I'm so sick of seeing the plus size chick be a hot mess, not have nobody, and be such a great girl, but is not good enough to have somebody with her. I don't know if Kelly wants to really have someone serious with her, though. Because every time... She's, you know, like with this one guy that she's hanging out with, she even said, well, if the guy, whoever the headliner was, if he, if he look at me, I'm leaving this dude. So I just think she's out to have fun. Mm, And I've never seen Kelly as being a hot mess. (laughs) Well, no, I don't know. She's most definitely not a hot mess, but you know how it's normally, they normally pick the big girl to be the hot mess of the show. Mm-hmm. When I say hot mess, I don't necessarily mean hot mess. Like, I feel like as far as people not having together, Issa has always been that person because she's always been the swerver of the group. Mm-hmm. But like the hot mess meaning that she's making just, us laugh. Ma- yeah, that hot kind of hot mess. The comedy mm-hmm. relief, the the cra- like, girl, you're a hot mess. You know how we say that. Yes. And I, and I, because Natasha Rothwell, who is Kelly, is a writer right. on the show, mm-hmm. I think she's eventually going to write herself to do a little bit more. But what she's given us is, is fantastic to me. <laughs> yeah. Cause every time the, every time she has a moment, it's funny. It and is. we're like, Kelly, come back. I Where'd know. You <laughs> Where'd you go? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, so I found it interesting that Derek, Tiffany's husband, didn't know that Lawrence and Condola broke up because he even mentioned that Lawrence overshares. So I'm wondering yeah. if he feels embarrassed that he, you know, was just the the rebound guy. <laughs> no, I think that I think the re and I was surprised that Lawrence wasn't there. I was as well. But I was I, very surprised. But I, I think he probably knew Condola was gonna be there, so he didn't want to make it weird awkward yeah right because he already thinks that like is he here for me or is he here for her exactly and that's gonna raise tension so I think he made the right choice by not being there Mm -hmm. but I think it would have been cool if he was there and he was just with his homeboy Mm -hmm. because I think that he didn't share with anybody because maybe he's hurt because I think Lawrence really liked her I did too I think he really liked Condola yeah so it's almost like you know I didn't I couldn't make this work out either mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know it was like a fail mm-hmm. so we shall see yes yes um let's see here so on top of me loving Kelly I love Issa's brother Amal and how him and Kelly interact with each other <laughs> girl because when he walked up and spoke to everybody except kelly and kelly was like but you didn't speak to me he was like i know (laughs) i was like (laughs) y'all are horrible (laughs) right so i'm glad nobody um let's see here so I like that um, Nate, you know, kind of calmed Issa down and told her to live in the moment and just recognize how everything had come together and not right. on, you know, the headliner at this time, but just, you know, take it all in. So I'm glad he was there to tell her that. And this mm-hmm. is what I like about Nate, even though he did ghost her. And I know that is a hard one to get over, but out of everybody who she's da- that she's dated on the show, Mm-hmm. He is the only one who has 
she pretty much challenged her to really go after what she wants and also mm-hmm. help her with that. So I think that's why Nate is like near and dear to my heart. And he doesn't, he allows her to be herself. He doesn't try to make her check boxes. He understands she's a swerver Mm -hmm. and he's okay with that. Mm -hmm. And he's been the only one to truly see her vision and support it when everybody thought she was crazy. Yes. Yes. Everybody thought that this wasn't going to work. And it, it became a beautiful event. Mm-hmm. it really did now I was kind of concerned when you know the other people were there and I was thinking dang gentrification then got her event but then when you know everybody started rolling in I was like yes it's working you know it's coming together and then I was like oh it's probably gonna rain and I'm like okay it's you know it's 9 27 and it hadn't rained yet like mm-hmm. I was waiting for the rain to come mm-hmm. I'm like something's gonna pop off and they wobble together which mm-hmm. was a beautiful moment I'm like okay the wobble brought everybody together. Mm-hmm. You know, they were having a good time. And I'm like, okay, I was checking the clock because I'm like, okay, we're getting there. Yeah. The show's almost over and nothing has happened. I was just thinking everything was going to go off without any drama. Mm-hmm. And at the very last minute, I promise I need to go back and watch it again so I can figure out how they fit that one minute and 30 some seconds in there to make them have this really bad fight and somebody say, oh, they got a gun and it all blow up. I know that quick that quick and it was all with one comment like one what comment did you do? T- what did you do to to help the event oh nate asked me to do do a favor like and it wasn't a big deal i just sent an email something so simple. simple i just sent an email i didn't think it was a problem that's your best friend like what what is the issue What's that's the your deal? best friend you know and on top of that like andrew not only it wasn't just about doing it for Issa. it was about doing something for molly for the community best friend and for the community too yes <laughs> it, it was like the only person who was hating on all of this was molly yes she was the only person. Everybody else was cool with it. Mm-hmm. Everybody and I'm, was. And I'm pretty sure Nate put in a good word because he was like, she has X, Y, and Z together. I mean, I'm pretty sure he checked it out before he sent the email yes. to make sure it wasn't some crazy hot mess. You mm-hmm. know, like, ugh, I just can't believe she acted like that. And you used my boyfriend and when I told you not to. Like, you don't I, I absolutely love that Issa said, I didn't involve you. I asked Nate to help me. Right. You do had nothing of it. to do with this. Yes. I did not cross a boundary of this imaginary line that you created. Like, what, what, what is, <laughs> what's the point? You know? <laughs> Girl, I just. And I just I, don't I, understand you know why she called her a backstabber why she called her a liar like what does she lie about is it something we missing unless she's lying about her and daniel's relationship because nobody has talked about daniel i don't know where she's delusional the only thing that she lied about is not being upfront honest that her headliner ended up coming from andrew some kind of way but she didn't she's, lie about it. She just didn't say anything. And that made her feel like she's a liar because she, she's, this is, com- this is advice from a control freak. These are things that control freaks think. She thinks that she wasn't being, 
she didn't she didn't control it because I guarantee if he would have known if she would have known that Andrew knew she would have threw a whole bunch of shade the whole entire time and made him question whether or not he should have done the favor that's true so all of this stems from her being a control freak mm-hmm mm-hmm so it's not about how she did it it's about how it's the fact literally she how it. she did it yeah right and she didn't need her mm-hmm because she needs to feel needed to make her feel more successful so Molly can always run to her because that's the only way she feels significant because nobody else needs her ass. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Nobody else needs her ass. Her friends, her people at work don't need her. Dude don't even talk to her. He go in her office and start shit and walk out, leave her door open. <laughs> she, she can't control them. They don't, yeah. even, they don't even invite her. They go get stuff for lunch. They have their little conversations. She can't control nobody. Yes. And even when they were doing a wobble and she was telling Andrew, ooh, like you need me to show you how to do this. Like, why she assume he didn't know how to do the wobble? Do you not exactly. see how much swag Andrew has? Like, I feel like he done grew up with the people. So <laughs> Right. He knows how to wobble, okay? He knows how to wobble. He knows how to make good gumbo, obviously. So why right. do you feel like you shit was salty about the culture? Just just be, you know? Right. Well, first of all, I'm not even gonna lie. I was I was kind of shocked that he knew how to wobble, and he was wobbling better than most of everybody out there. Like well, he had his little, he had his own little groove, girl. Yeah, he got swag. I was like, he got swag. I thought that was super cute. Yes. Um. So. So yes, it ended with the argument. Do you think they should have went to blows? No. <laughs> it's still Issa's event. I feel like she ruined that whole moment for Issa. She did. She like, did. she took the shine off of her moment. And when it rained, I probably would have, like, stood out there and cried. You know, I think... I had a beautiful moment. My, like, I... That was my beautiful moment. My accomplishment. My dream. And it all came together so well. Only for you to run up on me and front me out in front of all these fucking people. They knew that I was the host of this event. Mm -hmm. And you're going to do that and embarrass me and clown me like that at my event. You could have pulled me to the side. And we could have talked about this shit as you were helping me clean up, bitch. Mm Because that's what friends do. Mm -hmm. Is they help some kind of way. Mm -hmm. You didn't have to do that right then and there. You could have kept your mouth shut. She could have waited the 20, next 30 day. more minutes. Yep. She could have waited the next. She could have waited until like she rained. She rained on my parade. Literally, mm-hmm. my moment to just bask in my glory of perfection. And that, like, she did the majority of that toward the end by herself. Yeah, because like, everybody standing around was like, "Hold up, let's not do this now." Andrew was like, "It's not. It's not that serious. Like, it wasn't a big deal. Like, your man is saying it wasn't a big deal." But she had to make it a big deal and make it about her. Mm-hmm. And she couldn't let her have that moment of just saying, hey, I, I know we're not on good terms. We gonna go and we gonna be at your house with these yoga mats smoking some weed and talk this shit out. Yes. Couldn't give her no time. But I partially blame Issa for that because she allowed it to build up because she's non-confrontational. And she didn't want to have that type of confrontation only because when you have conflict like that with your friends, sometimes it sucks your energy away from where you need to really use it. Yes. 
So you could be in your feelings about that for two or three days, which is going to get you behind the line of doing other things. Because not only are you trying to put this block party together, you are an apartment mm -hmm. manager. So you right. have stuff to do. Mm -hmm. So you don't have time to be dealing with emotional shit when you got to focus on your prize. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's what it, that's what happened. And then to that, like, I don't understand why, from what, like the few times that they interacted at the block party or just in general, it's like Molly is waiting on Issa to say, to bring up, you know, them talking. Like, if you want to talk, talk. It should, nobody should be waiting on the other person. Like, just put it out there and just start the conversation. Okay, well, I'm going to um, tell you another moment that I think really hurt Molly and she wasn't able to speak on it mm -hmm. in that moment because it was another smack in her face that hey she don't need me anymore mm -hmm. and she felt some kind of way in her spirit is when she brought her that chicken mm -hmm. and she was having a moment she, that was a real moment of vulnerability for, Mo it was, for Molly I agree. and so she brought her the chicken and I think that that was like a kumbaya moment and then she found out that the headliner showed up and she was like girl thank you I gotta go mm -hmm. and it was kind of like that moment was pushed aside like she wasn't good enough in that moment so she felt rejected so on top of that that was another thing that kind of helped build that moment to of irritation i i understand mama. and then we're gonna go back to thanksgiving because her mama made that pie, pie. And yeah hands, the crust on there like she wanted it Issa should at least at the very least apologize to her mom for not showing up because she, she made a special have. pie for her yeah. And I think she still should have went some kind of way, but I, I, I feel Molly, like I had a great Thanksgiving. I don't want to end it with this shit. Yeah. Like I had a good day, just me and my brother, brother. just being, mm -hmm. we didn't have to do all this. Yeah. We didn't have to do all that. So, I mean, I get it, but I, I get both sides of some of the elements. So I know that Molly gets on my nerves. But I also can see how Issa kind of helped push her over the edge. Mm -hmm. But I feel she's like a when she gave her the chicken, it was an olive branch. But I, I think her expectations were unrealistic at that time. Because at she's the busy. end of the day, yeah, she's busy. She's busy. She is doing this whole event. So she's she's a control freak. She doesn't time. care. Exactly. She doesn't care about that. Yeah, she could care less. Because in her mind. It's all about me. Her. And right mm -hmm. now, this is my moment. And so you need to eat this chicken with me. We need to have this moment. And you don't need to care about making sure I get all the things on the writer list to my mm -hmm. artist right now. Because it's about you me. Can get Because it's about <laughs> me, period. <laughs> and I'm still trying to figure out how you pulled this shit off. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure if she had time, she was going to give her the deets of how, how did you get this done? Because mm -hmm. I didn't believe in you. Mm-hmm. And I want and you to prove to me that, and I, I wrote this question, like, it's funny that we know Molly didn't believe in her, but Kelly just straight verbally said it. Like, I didn't think, I didn't know what was going on. I didn't think you was going to be able to pull this shit off. I'm glad you did. But I was wondering how you was going to pull this off. And I feel like Kelly can say that because that is how their relationship is. But if it, depending on how Molly would have said something like that, it, it would have been a problem because Kelly said what Molly was thinking. 
Yeah. And everybody was thinking it, to be honest. Yeah. And, but everybody knows that Kelly's outspoken. Yes. So you almost have to ask yourself, the question is, why is it that some people can be outspoken and say bitchy shit that's shady as hell and others can't? Because Kelly, Kelly always tells Issa, she shoot a straight no chaser to Issa. And I think coming from Kelly, like I, maybe Issa knows it's really coming from the heart. Like she's going to be that person who's going to tell me straight up and it's not nothing behind it. Like it is pure, but maybe she's always known with Molly that she don't, she doesn't know the purity of, you know, the questioning or advice that she may give. I don't know. I just feel like certain people can sometimes do things and some people can't. It's mm-hmm. just like, like I said, I think in some friendships, everybody has a place. Yes. And yeah. so that's just Kelly's role and yeah. she can get away with it, but Molly can't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And maybe that was her way. That whole argument was her being a Kelly, but it didn't come off mm-hmm. in a Kelly kind of way. Cause yeah. I think Kelly has control enough to say, I ain't even going to do this with your ass right now. I'm about to go in her British mm-hmm. accent. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Bank of America. Let's go. Yes. So, yes, the episode ended with Andrew, you know, hugging Molly, even though I feel like he got a ton of questions. I wouldn't have hugged her ass. I wouldn't have either. I wouldn't um, hug her. Why, and- would you consul- Why were you consoling her poor behavior? Yes. And then he even said again, I was just trying to help you know <laughs> i did not want to cause any now friction I felt, and i felt like two. when he said that i felt like he was still apologizing for her and being an ass mm-hmm. it was like he was giving her it was like i'm still like i'm a i don't know i just felt like he was doing too much like he should have been i was hoping he was gonna give her shoot it straight with her like that was so uncalled for I'm thinking maybe he didn't do it at that time because everything was so heated. Cause you remember when I said, I've been trying to read my book about the will, the, the whole brain child. So if he was trying to say that and her mind was still in an emotional state, she wouldn't have received it. So I'm thinking maybe he was just trying to get her to calm down so she could, so he could talk to her logically. Digest it. Yes. And and that's why I'm glad we're recording tonight because I would have been too emotional to do this on Sunday. <laughs> I'm glad you're reading that book. That makes sense because I was hot. Oh, I was hot too, girl. Like I thought about it for a good probably hour or two trying I to go to sleep. sleep. Yeah. I was like, I oh. was like, <laughs> who the fuck does that how you gonna steal my shot how you like because i be thinking me and Issa are like friends because i be talking to myself in the mirror just like her like so i found somebody who does like weird quirky stuff like i do so i was just like how you just gonna do my girl like that she worked really hard like i was mm-hmm. mad at her mm-hmm. and then i was kind of feeling some kind of way and i was like bitch i'm not even gonna watch your fucking show <laughs> you're not watching that shit like you can't support her but you want me to watch your show then I was like, oh, you need to get your life together. Like, why are you in your feelings like this about this show? That's not even her. She's not Molly. Yes. But I was mad, mad angry. Girl, I got on Instagram and Yvonne Orgy um, had like a, a 
question posts like, you know, how do y'all feel about Molly? And then right up under, she was like, just know I am not Molly. So I put a comment in. I was like, girl, but you playing the hell out of Molly this season. So right. <laughs> I you hope Molly. she get an Emmy. <laughs> girl, I didn't see, you said that was on Twitter? Or it was on, on Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. I didn't see that. I was, girl, I don't even think I got on the socials after that. Yes. I was just in my feelings. I was mad at my friend for acting like that toward me. Girl. So the episode ended with Nate asking Issa if she needed some help and she said no. Um, and then she, you know, sees a sign, good vibes only. And then it starts. I thought that was super sweet. Yeah. Yes. And I like that it did. Yeah. I like that it did rain because, you know, rain is a symbolism of Of, of purity. Yeah. Yeah. Cleansing. Yeah. It it was a good, good sign. And the the fact that she read good vibes only and then it started raining. Yeah. Yeah. But I was hoping, I was like, I hope she didn't um, drop the book on making sure she hired a cleaning crew to clean up all that damn paper. Yeah. Because it's wet now. Mm -hmm. So it can't be swept up as good. Mm -hmm. So that's what I was. I know. (laughs) But I, I overall, I think the block party was a success, and I feel I was like proud of it. Yeah. I was too. So I feel like from this point on, like that should elevate Issa, and I feel like I feel like Molly and Issa are pretty much they're the almost the same person minus the selfishness of Molly, because I feel like for Issa, it's more oblivious. But I feel like, you know, like Molly, since she's like, you know, really focused on this relationship with Andrew, like Issa's version of Andrew was the block party. So they both got a man in some type of way. So they're they're having to grow with understanding that they are, you know, having a a little change in their relationships and just how they're going to deal with it. I don't, Molly isn't dealing with it well, though. Like if knowing that Molly has a man and granted Issa always brings up you just gonna mess this up like you do any other relationship which that's shady yeah and it is shady but that's just like Molly reminding Issa you always fuck shit up so they're essentially the same person doing the same things to each other Mm, yeah so but you know I'm still just mad at Molly Oh no, I'm mad because the though, way she shows it is, is shady as hell. You know, I just, I just feel like, man, that just that hurt my heart because I would hate for somebody to do that to me when I finally had success. And you always root, I always root for the underdog, and that was her moment to shine. And I just mm-hmm. feel like she stole that from her. Mm-hmm. And then when dude thought it was a gun, and everybody took off running, like, is that gonna mess up all the rest of her events? Mm-hmm. But you know, I hope it doesn't. It was kind of toward the end, though. So I feel like it shouldn't have been. I mean, at any black event, somebody always pull. I hate to say it, they pull out a gun. Minus Essence Fest. So, <laughs> but that wasn't even a gun. That was a clutch bag. Yeah. So I don't know. So we'll see. I think. I think overall it was a success, and I feel like it'll. You know, it'll elevate her. She's obviously learned a lot. So maybe, you know, other people will want to work with her. So I just think, I think it's going to be a really good thing for her. And I feel like Molly is still going to hate every moment of Issa. Her success. Elevating. Yeah. 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 So you got anything else? 
No, that's pretty much sums up everything that I was feeling. I'm glad that I had this moment to dump all that emotionally because of how I was feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad that I, I was able to get that out. Yeah, I was too. Because I, I was frustrated. Yeah. <laughs> I needed to vent that out. I mean, oh, I forgot. I know. Doug Yoda was in the episode too. I love him to death. <laughs> Doug Yoda? He's a lesbian. Who? Doug Yoda. He used to stay with her in the dunes. The blood. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yes, girl. And he was naming off all the people. And she was like, you don't know these people, do you? <laughs> How did he get into the VIP, though? I have no idea. <laughs> girl, girl I, girl, I forgot all about that part. Girl, he is crazy. He is. He's like, oh, you ain't with it. You be with it soon. Yeah. He ain't ready yet. Like, why would he? Girl, I guess. Okay, well, we are going to wrap it up. I need to go to sleep. My my child is excited because she gets to sleep with me tonight because my husband is finally on the road. I'm so excited. He's going to make some money. <laughs> the world is opening up. Oh, gosh. <laughs> but she she's excited. So she's excited. That's why she keeps coming up there because she's excited to sleep with mommy. Yes, and snore. Okay, well, just put some pillows in between y'all two like we did in um, Amsterdam. Because, you know, like, because she don't sleep well. Uh-uh. Oh, girl, that's good. All I do is, is rub my arm. Girl, but she's not been doing well. that since she was a baby. Huh? She's still rubbing your arm. She's been doing that since she was a baby. She never grew out of it. Nope. She's in, you know, she's into physical touch. So girl, that's a love language. Arm. Yeah. Girl, what about when she finds a boyfriend? She gonna rub his arm too. You gonna be like, what the heck? We gonna be this? like, I just want to rub you. You're <laughs> right. I just want to rub you. <laughs> what two or three year old says that? I just want to rub you. And then she would like because like little kids have great vision. She'll find like each little hair on your arm and like pull at it. I'll be like, what is she doing? <laughs> And then she'll rub them back down after she done pulled them up. <laughs> girl, I, I love that little girl. She ain't a little girl no more. But I wonder if I sit by her long enough when she rub my arm. She I don't even have no hair on my arm. She done pulled them all out. <laughs> <laughs> she done pl- Next time I need my eyebrows, Arch, I'm going to be like, Lady D, can you, uh, can you rub these eyebrows? No, nah, she might mess them up. No, nah, she, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she might pull them out too much. Okay. okay, girl. Well, I feel like we have chatted it out. I feel like this was a therapy session that I needed for my therapist. I know. <laughs> but you know what? I'm so ready for the next shenanigan, the, the, the wreck to come back on TV. Like, it's not coming soon enough. I know. I can't wait till Sunday. I will say that that is my highlight of my Sunday because I used to hate I hate Sundays, but I used to hate Sunday nights because it was mm-hmm. close to Monday morning. Mm-hmm. But now it gives me something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Me as so well. Mondays, yeah. So and then it helps on Monday, I get to listen to all the podcasts because I listen to Insecurity, um, and he got y'all. He got y'all is pretty good. Oh, so, I bet that's cute. Yeah, yeah. So I get to listen to their takes on it. And then Funky Dineva came on, and he just he does the thing. So right. <laughs> So that's where, 
I haven't had an opportunity. I, I'm still working, like working. I don't have time to listen to anything because I'm actually working mm-hmm. and on the phone and doing stuff like I normally do. Working from home, I think, is harder than working um, in an office. You know, since I started this new job, and when I first started, I didn't listen to my podcast like I used to. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, since I kind of got my day like scheduled out and under control, like I can listen to them in the morning because I'm not on the phone. Um, mm-hmm. and then, like late, late in the afternoon when I'm not on the phone. Um, but I still, I, I be telling my husband is he's like, how are you liking the job? And I'm like, I love it because I, I don't feel like I'm really working. And it's, it is so weird to me. Like, I think I got PTSD for my other jobs. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Because what I'm doing, I know is important, but like how I get to do it and the things I need to do to get to meet my goals, it's not, to me, it's not hard. So right now I'm just working on like tweaking, like different things I can do to just be more consistent, but I don't feel like I'm really working. It's, it's weird. It is a weird feeling all the way around. Cause I, at the end of the day, I'd be like, did I do anything? Am I doing enough? I know you look refreshed. I mean, (laughs) I don't, I can tell it's almost like you have a glow and it's like, you feel like you look like you feel happy. I am. And that may be, that may be part of that. You discovering the PTSD because you look like you're happy. Yeah. And I think for a while you were weighted down because you were tired and you were ready for a change. But now mm-hmm. it's just like my change is here and I'm relaxed. Everything's coming together. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm good. really proud of you. Thank you. And I was talking to my boss last week and he was like, so how are you liking it? It's been, you know, about a month. And I was like, I really like it. Like I haven't worked in a while where I really feel like I have a purpose behind my work. And now I have a purpose behind my work. Like I help people you know, discover be successful. That discover that and open up their own. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited about it. I'm I'm happy. <laughs> right. And you look and it's happy. weird. It's weird because I was talking to somebody today and he scoped out my LinkedIn. And he was like, toward the end of the conversation, he was like, you know, this is a big, big decision. And I want to think about it and think about how I can, you know, get my kid into it too. And he was like, you know, I see you just started there and you did like, uh, I see your work experience and you've been in the field for a long time. And, you know, that's impressive. And like, you did a really good job of explaining everything to me today. And when I got off the phone, like I looked at all the stuff that I went over with him and I was like, oh, I didn't talk about this. So I didn't say this the right way. And then I went back to myself. I was like, why can't you just take the win? Somebody gave you a compliment. And you're right. Why can't you just accept doubting say, yourself? You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, because I still feel like I'm not good enough. You know, <laughs> it's and those are the ESA conversations that we have in the mirror with ourselves. Yes. <laughs> and, and be like, I feel like I'm failing. And when I talk to my boss with, with my weekly call, he's like, "You're doing good. Like, you're you hit the ground running. You're doing good. Like." you we need to get up to this point but you are well on your way and I'm like really am I I'm not doing enough you know (laughs) right because you're so used to those high metrics yes Mm -hmm. (laughs) it makes a big difference it does and I think sometimes we set 
goals in our mind yes that are unrealistic for where we need to be yes because we're thinking that that's but they see the progress from other people who've held that position before so they know the average you don't mm -hmm. so that's probably you're like oh i should be here by now i should be here and you know according to your boss you may be even exceeding what other people normally do mm-hmm so i just say stick with it i definitely will. and I, I hope and pray that one day that i can get there where i'm happy again you will you will yeah yes okay, i applied to work at the circus today the What's circus was hiring i don't know i think i'm gonna throw axes at somebody's head or something no girl no ain't no damn body applied at no damn circus why the hell would you let me fail <laughs> That is a time when you be like, bitch, you better not, what you gonna go work at the circus for? You know you like to take a bath. It was Swerva, so, you know, I would support you in working for the circus. You know I want to work for Disney. Okay. I mean, that's still kind of a circus, too. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what character I can be. Oh, gosh. You're gonna be in that hot-ass dress, and they're gonna pay you $10 an hour. <laughs> Girl, I will put an air conditioner under there. You still gonna be making ten dollars an hour? Yeah, that's not gonna work. But I'll be happy though. Okay. And then if you stay on the on in the Disney housing, you still gotta pay them. <laughs> I'm thinking about the internship program. <laughs> Girl, I'm thinking about moving to Hawaii, and I'm gonna work it on one of them little shows and climb up the trees. What was that, Alan? that tour we went on with them oh that was paradise cove luau yeah that's that's where i'm going to work at that was a good luau that was that you was better than the last one. and be a teacher i know at one point they need to teach us i don't know how that's gonna work out now though you know what i'm not moving to nobody's island because i can't get off but i will tell you this real quick that i think during this pandemic, I've been looking at the numbers for these islands and what these numbers for this uh, COVID-19 looking like. I feel like we can go to like the Virgin Islands and be good. I, I, they I numbers is down. real low. I, I'm down because the airplanes are, are empty. I saw a video on LinkedIn. This girl um, videoed her travel. So she flew from California to the East Coast and she said it was 20 people on a plane. And when she started shooting video of herself inside the airport, like it was nobody in the airport. This is the no, time but I saw. <laughs> no, but they were saying like how this American Airlines, how they said that they were gonna practice social distancing mm -hmm. and leave a seat open, but they oversold the flight. Oh, wow. So it's a full flight. Oh, goodness. And see, I don't want that to be me because you know me and my anxiety. I'm going to be like, I'm going to catch the next one, Daria. Okay. <laughs> You're going to be like, okay. And I would hate for that to be like a layover in Orlando. And now I got to wait a whole nother week to get back. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> because I ain't flying nobody but Frontier Spirit. Uh, but I got a Legion and something else I can get on. Yes yes but still you know me i'm just like i can't do it i need y'all i need a 20 person max flight i know but i'll be down and i'm wearing like Island. my full outfit but yeah the virgin islands is gonna be a, a spot that i'm gonna travel to okay just let me know when you want to go i still need to take my 40th birthday trip i know everybody's 40th birthday was messed up Okay, girl, we're still recording. Yes. Okay. We okay. got to go. <laughs> I thought this was after.
for the show. No, we'll talk to you guys next week. Please like, subscribe, give us five stars, and we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.